We are back on On the Sidelines podcast. Molly Watson is traveling right now. As we speak, she's in Barcelona, which is a bucket list. And I missed her this week, but we have some exciting guests. We're really football heavy. It's week two of the NFL season, but I want to look back just a little bit on what happened this past Sunday. Cincinnati Bengals struggled in their home opener. Joe Burrow was not Joe Burrow. He turned the ball over five times, had four interceptions. And me personally, when you watch his first half to his second half, he bounced back. With Joe Burrow, you always have a shot in an NFL game. They were a missed extra point, a couple problems in the second half away from winning that game. They fell 23-20 to with time expiring in overtime versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. I always see the glass half full. And I'm optimistic that they'll be okay. I think what we saw from Joe Burrow in the second half is the Joe Burrow we're going to see more this season, especially the fourth quarter. I mean, if you go back to the fourth quarter, Jamar Chase should have had two to three extra touchdowns. I'm a little annoyed about the one that didn't count. You know, a lot of people were criticizing Zach Taylor for not challenging it. And I kind of saw it from another point of view. There's an official standing right there and I mean this in the nicest way possible but sometimes I don't think officials know the rules of football or the rules of when you score a touchdown you know social media and people were complaining that maybe the official was staring at his feet that shouldn't matter it's where the football was and the football was almost a yard over the line so I think at some point the NFL officials have to be held accountable and they have to get that right. That should have been a touchdown. And yes, the game wouldn't have been over yet. There was still plenty of time in the fourth quarter after that. But the Bengals do go back down and score. So they could have won by a touchdown. They could have won by an extra point. At the end of the day, you can't give the ball away that many times. I think that game really says more about Pittsburgh than it does Cincinnati. That's a bad offense in Pittsburgh really bad. I think you could watch that game and pretty much see that if a team gives you the ball five times and you needed all the help in the world to get the win, you're probably not a great squad. Credit to their defense. When you take the ball away that many times, obviously TJ Watt, he's unfortunately dealing with an injury, but could be defensive player of the year again. He's unbelievable. And I think preseason, playing in preseason was a hot topic. I... I don't want Joe playing in preseason. Joe couldn't play in preseason this past year because of the appendix, but I'd rather not risk an injury than, you know, get the guy a couple reps, maybe start out slow. Because at the end of the day, it's really not how you look in September and what you look like in January. I think you can use the Arizona Cardinals for a really good example last year. They go undefeated for the majority of the season, and they struggle in the playoffs. I want to see this team slowly get hot. And the good news is, well, sooner than later, I'd like them to get a win in Dallas too. But the good news is this defense is legit. I said it all last year. I felt like they were underrated. And you can watch the playoff games to see that this team is legit, especially on defense. We'll get to the offense in just a moment. But you go to the wild card game. Jermaine Pratt gets the game-winning interception. You go to a week later, the divisional round, the number one seed Tennessee Titans, Logan Wilson gets the tip pass for the interception late in the game when I thought the game was over because they always had life last year. Then 
the AFC Championship game, it's forever a classic for me. I know a lot of people want to talk about the Bills game and the Kansas City divisional game last year, and it was a classic. No, those teams didn't have a defense, but Cincinnati's defense always kept them in it. And honestly, how heartbreaking it is, but I still relive the Super Bowl moment because that was one of the coolest experiences ever. But Logan Wilson should have won MVP in that game, just the way he was playing in that. And that wasn't a call. That was a bad call against him on Cooper Cup. But we move on to this this year. Obviously, you got to bounce back. I think personally, what we'll see in Dallas, and look, this can come back and bite me because I'm doing this recording the day before the club heads to Dallas to take on Cooper Rush, and uh, Micah Parsons scares me a little bit on the defensive side. There's something about Joe when he has a bad game. He doesn't have a lot of them, but he always bounces back. You know, a lot of people were making something out of him sitting at his locker after the game and just staring into space. Um, you know, some making fun of it. I I don't care. Yeah, Joe's probably upset. He had a bad game. He turned the ball over five times. I feel pretty confident in saying that will never happen again for Joe Burrow. I think he'll have himself a game. Yeah, the offensive line too. We can talk about that. There was some criticism about the seven sacks. And the one thing about Joe Burrow quarterback is he's always going to try and make a play. Sometimes I don't agree with it because I don't want him to get hurt. And then obviously it makes the offensive line look bad. But at the same time, if he doesn't go and make plays, they're probably not winning the AFC Championship game. You can go to the second half and just him running away from sacks and going for a first down. So I do like that about the quarterback. But the offensive line, yeah, maybe they could have used reps in the preseason, um, when you're all brand new pieces, whether you're good or not, which I feel like they upgraded in every single position, left guard still to be determined with Cordell Wilson because he's a rookie. He was going against Cam Hayward, one of the best on the defensive line in the NFL. Orthosensi Orthopedics and Sports Medicine has eight convenient orthopedic urgent care clinics in Kentucky, Ohio, and Indiana with convenient weekday, evening, and Saturday hours for fractures, sprains, strains, and more. Orthosensi's dedicated orthopedic specialists will treat your sports, work, or everyday injury. Just walk in. No appointment is ever needed at Orthosensi Orthopedic Urgent Care. Plus, you'll spend less time and money than going to a crowded ER. Learn more at orthosensi.com. That's orthosensi with a doesn't get easy in week two versus Dallas. But I think that just getting more of those reps together, it's going to make a difference. It might take two, three, four weeks. I was talking to Duke Manyweather earlier this week. He's an O-line mastermind, one of the best in the NFL, works with offensive linemen throughout the offseason. He told me, look, fans might not want to hear this, but it could take six games together. could be the midway point of the season. Doesn't mean they're going to give up seven sacks every game. But they have to get used to each other. The communication, getting those reps in practice is totally different from an end game rep. And I don't even think you get that in a preseason game. Yes, out of 11 quarterbacks who didn't play, eight of them lost in preseason. But I hate that narrative. I don't ever want Joe Burrow to play in a preseason game ever, 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 ever again. He had a few reps last year, but that was it. They handed the ball off a couple times. I think he'll be okay. And I think this is a huge week of practice because wide receiver T. Higgins left the game early versus the Pittsburgh Steelers due to a concussion. But the good news is he was questionable. He's questionable for Sunday, but he went full on Friday. 
So I think that was more telling and limited on Wednesday. So if he's feeling good, he's out of concussion protocol, he'll be going on with this Bengals offense against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. Jamar Chase, unbelievable. But that isn't surprising. I feel like the guy was going to be a number one receiver in the NFL by the end of the season. And right now, he's top four if you look at stats alone. This dude is unbelievable. 129-10 reception should have had about three to four touchdowns in the game. That is super exciting for Bengals fans because you get Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase on Sunday. Good luck to Dallas's defense. Yes, even with Micah Parsons, who's absolutely unbelievable defensive rookie of the year, and he does terrify me just a tad bit. You can't overlook it, though, with Cooper Rush because, obviously, history shows Bengals versus backup quarterbacks doesn't always go that well. But I like this defense. I think this is the year they finally get the credit they deserve. I mean, the linebacker room alone, Jermaine Pratt, Logan Wilson, I'm not even having a hard hot take when I say this, best linebackers in the division. And a lot of people are going to look at this defense, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's top five by the end of the season. It's a long season. Obviously, losing on Sunday wasn't ideal. You drop in the division, you sit fourth. The rest of the teams won. Some of them had cupcake games. Yes, it's not easy to win in the NFL, but I still have faith that right now, when I look at the AFC North, it's Cincinnati, Baltimore Ravens. Browns, I don't even want to talk about them. <laughs> They're a disaster organization, even though they did win with the game-winning field goal. Steelers, their offense is brutal. Great defense. TJ Watts out for a few weeks. Unfortunately, nobody likes injuries, so obviously that sucks for the Steelers' defense. But overall in the AFC, I think you watched the game the other night with the Kansas City Chiefs and the LA Chargers. I still feel like the AFC is open. I wasn't really impressed with that game. I thought it was pretty sloppy for both teams. And Cincinnati has proven you can be, they can beat Kansas City twice. They play Kansas City again later this year at Paycor Stadium. That'll be a great one. Bengals face off with the AFC favorites, the Buffalo Bills. Look, Josh Allen is amazing. I like their defense. But everybody was celebrating after their first win against the LA Rams and acting like this is the best team in the AFC after one game. Oh, the Super Bowl pick was right. I don't believe it yet. Not yet. I think Joe Burrow is out for revenge after the Super Bowl and the week one loss. If anyone can bounce back, I think it's Joe. Personally, I think they're going to win 28-17. They don't get to 30 yet, but they'll have plenty of games where they hit 30+. plus. It gets a little wild because they play the Jets next weekend to be determined on if Zach Wilson is back. And then Thursday night football versus the Dolphins scares me just a little bit because it's Thursday night. Dolphins are okay. I'm not afraid of Tua with this defense, but obviously they do have the weapons. But not to look too far ahead because it's Cowboys and Bengals this week. And I think it's a bounce back game. And the good news is they started the 2021 season 1-1. One and one. Everyone remembers the Bears game last year. Joe struggled in the first half and he came back in the second. Not to make this all about quarterback Joe Burrow, but he's one of those quarterbacks in the NFL where you look around and he can have a bad first half, bad quarter, bad series. And he'll come back in the second half. He never plays an overall bad game for four quarters. The Cleveland game last year, when it rains, it, it pours. But I feel good about it. 
I think they bounce back. They're still a favorite in the AFC North to me, and they're Super Bowl contender. If they lose on Sunday, it's not a must win, but they're not helping themselves at all because I feel like the AFC North has a pretty easy schedule this weekend, and you don't want to fall too far behind early. But you get the win this weekend, you'd be 1-1, one and one, and you hit the road, Jets, back home sweet home against the Dolphins, and then back to divisional play. We'll have plenty of podcasts later this week. Obviously, I miss my partner in crime, Molly Watson, but she's at Barcelona game, and I'm super jealous. We'll hear all about it when she comes back. Next week, we'll hear from Sam Hubbard from the Cincinnati Bengals and a few more football-related podcasts in the month of September. Thank you for listening this week. Molly Watson will be back next week. This is Lindsay Patterson on On the Sidelines, presented by Ortho Cincy.